0: has been over 4 months since I last released a podcast episode and the people that have been here for a year and a half to 2 years almost I think will understand as to why I go through these stages where I don't release a podcast episode for an extended period of time and I'm not going to go into detail regarding why I do that but in summary I'm not going to speak on something that I do not think I have a right to speak on in that moment of time not in the sense of oh no I'm Jason meek and mild but I do my best or I try my best to live a life where I practice what I preach so sometimes I can't speak on something because to myself I'm not practicing what I preach the fact of the matter is that now I am back I don't know how often I am going to release podcast episodes I'm going to be a lot more intentional with the content. Not that I was before, but I'm not just going to speak for the sake of speaking. I've never done that, but I'm not going to fall into that routine habit or trap. So I'm going back to a series that I did ages ago, and that was a process driven series. It was a really awesome series for me. And the feedback I got from the listeners was really great as well. So I can make process driven sound so unattainable. And it's really not. The reason I say that though is, you need to look back on a situation, right? Can you remember something that was hard? Um, you know, maybe it was doing your first pull-up, but now it is easy. Now you're doing ten pull-ups. And why? Wow. Consistency, experience, lessons learned. That doesn't necessarily tie into pull-ups, but. You have gone through a process, you've learned from it, you've grown. So being process-driven is extremely attainable. Being process-driven is about learning from experiences and situations so that you can move forward. If you're not going to learn from an experience or a situation, you're going to repeat the same thing over and over again. One thing my dad did say to me that stuck out for this series specifically is you're going to experience the same thing over and over again until you've learned the lesson. So rather than you know go through something that's like, oh, it happened to me, and just sit in it, you need to shift your perspective. Look at it a different way, because A, that's going to lift a heavy weight off your shoulders, a burden from your life. And B, it's going to allow you to move forward, you know, turning the bad into good. That's definitely mentioned in the Bible, and I can't remember exactly where, but you can definitely turn a bad situation into a good one. God turns it all for good. After the small part on why process-driven isn't actually unattainable, I'm going to move towards the topic of this episode, or rather the title, And I'm not going to do what I did last year and make that same joke over and over again. But the title of this episode is Calming the Storm. And right away I'm going to jump into the Bible for this. I know I haven't done it as much as I probably should have in previous episodes. But we're all learning. We're all growing. We're all going through a process and improving. So from Matthew 8, 23 to 25. Then he got in the boat. His disciples with him. The next thing they knew, they were in a severe storm. Waves were crashing into the boat and he was sound asleep. They roused and pleading, Master, save us. We're going down. And it's like, okay, cool. How does that tie into this? And this might not make sense to you. I sort of got this revelation and I read it immediately. But I think that's also because of things that I've experienced. Maybe you also got the revelation. Maybe it's not such a great revelation, but to me it really was and is. Jesus gained peace by stepping into the boat. So you know that thing is like, oh yeah, you need to um, take a leap of faith or whatever. It's sort of weird because it's like, oh, you're stepping into a boat which is a safe haven on water, right? But the waves make a boat shaky. It's not the smoothest ride. I mean, a smoother ride is going to be on a train because you know where you're going and there's not like this unevenness. And the question that needs to be asked is, how did Jesus or how will you gain peace by stepping into the boat? And for me, it was just a complete mindset shift from, oh, no, I'm going through something, like I said in the beginning of the episode, to a perspective of this is a lesson. I can grow from it. It's an opportunity for growth. You know, these experiences are actually One of the best things that can happen, yeah, it's not nice necessarily in the moment, but it's that thing of hindsight is the best foresight. For me, 100%. Because in the beginning or the first few times I was going through certain experiences, it was like, oh no, in the actual thing, this is painful. Whatever, you know, my emotions or my feelings were. But afterwards, it would have been the shift of, oh wow, look what I learned from it. Now I'm not going to repeat the same thing again. Or next time I must do this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then I progressed, I was in a process, I am still in a process all the time. But this specific process I was in of shifting it from a post-event view to an inter-event view, if you want to call it that. So in the the future experiences, rather. I would look at it and be like, okay, cool, but this is a lesson that I'm actually learning. And in hindsight of all of those, I was like, you know, thank you, Lord, that I did learn these lessons because it's preparing me for my future. It's preparing me for where you want to take me. And the discussion of where he wants to take you is a completely different topic, and I'm not going to get into that today. But there's a few things that I want to touch on in this episode And the first one is, you have to have peace in your process because people around you will try to distract you, even if not intentionally. So as we move on to Matthew 8, 26, Jesus reprimanded them, why are you such cowards, such faint hearts? Then he stood up and told the wind to be silent, the sea to quiet down. Silence. The sea became smooth as glass. And you might be okay, but how does that exactly tie into people around you trying to distract you? And you go back to Matthew 8, verse 25. They roused and pleading, Master, save us. We're going down. It's a distraction. It's noise. Noise can become a massive distraction. So how do you stay and have peace in the process, in the storm? How do you essentially calm the storm? And the first level is seeing it. There's this motivational thing that I heard the other day. And it's like, once you see it, or once you believe it, you can see it, and then you can have it. So you either see the promise or the pain. You need to exercise faith in that regard. And I do not believe that most people ever actually exercise faith. Oh, I've got faith in this situation. But when the first door is closed, then what? You, you like crawl up into a little ball. So be unique, be different. Be better than the 99 and actually exercise faith. How to exercise faith? There's things to do, but it's the same thing as submitting to God. you It's not like I can actually explain that to you. It's, I guess, an attitude. You have to have a heart posture that you have to have. So you can see every single storm or situation in two ways. Either I'm going through this, or I'm growing through this. I'm going through this. Sure, afterwards you can still be like a happy person. Or you're going to be completely negative and you're going to lose yourself in the process. But then there's the second option. I'm growing through this. Growth comes from a process. Growth can only happen in a process. And that becomes such an opportunity. Such an opportunity to grow mentally, spiritually, physically, in so many areas of your life. My second point is that you cannot do it on your own. The disciples were doing it in their own understanding. And I mean, it wasn't like there was the group of disciples there on the boat that were like, Oh no, like the storm, the waves around me. Like, what am I going to do? And then there was a second group that was like, no, God is on our side. You know, this is a testimony, etc., etc. You know, there's opportunity. You're going to come out the other side better. No, all of them had the same kind of attitude and perspective on the situation. So... Firstly, you need to add God into the equation. You're not going to get it done without Him. Hell, I did most of last year not reliance upon God. Not submitting my situations, my future fully to Him. And it was hella hard. Yes, I got results. That's great. But I personally believe I could have been way further than where I was at whatever point of time in last year. And secondly, you need to surround yourself with people that are like-minded. I'm saying like-minded if you are driven, if you are focused, if you understand that you've got a purpose. And if you are not like that, then you need to surround yourself with people that are like that so that they can pull you up. Because as soon as you surround yourself with people that are negative, um, they don't believe in the promise that God has given them, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay in the same thing day in and day out. Then you're not in a process. Then you're not process-driven. Then you're not going to grow. You're not going to reach your full potential. You're not going to impact the world that you, the way you are supposed to. And talking about you know surrounding yourself with these people, let's just call them the negative people, the you-can't-do-it. Many people disguise their fears As a storm that you are experiencing. You are highly capable. You are intellectual. You are hardworking. You know. You have the discipline. But by them being around you the whole time. They're like. Oh. No. This. That. Whatever they say. They project what they are experiencing. On you. So you can be the most amazing person in the whole world. But your environment is changing. Your your environment will set you up for success or failure. And adding on to this, you're a good person, right? You want to positively impact people. So, let's refer to these negative people around you. How do you, as a person, remove someone from a live electric fence? Not by holding their hand. No. You have to lead by example. And I understand now that the analogy of... An electric fence might not necessarily work in this context, but you need to turn it around and focus on the promise. Live a life that is setting an example for those negative people, people that are younger than you, people that, you know, are struggling through life. Even the positive people, the ones that are really smashing it, you can always learn something from someone. You're never too big to actually learn something. And... When I say the people that are younger than you, I'm not talking about biological age. Biological age, at a certain point in your life, means nothing. Yes, 100%, I'm going to be much more mature than a two-year-old. But I can't walk around the, le- the rest of my life as a 40-year-old and say, Oh, yeah, I'm more mature in certain areas than a 24-year-old. That means nothing. Sure, there's certain experiences that you may have had that the 24-year-old hasn't had yet. But if that 24-year-old, if he or she, has been intentional in maturing and growing and learning and going through the process, then they may well be more mature than you in many areas and in areas that are going to set them up for success. And to the people out there, young or old, who are in the process of growing, maturing, you know, building themselves and letting God build them, walk in confidence and authority. You need to live in God's authority and God's promise for your life. Because if you look at Matthew 8, 27, the men rub their eyes astonished. What's going on here? Wind and sea stand up and take notice at his command. That ties completely into the title of the episode of Calming the Storm. Jesus walked in the confidence and authority that God placed on his life. You can as well. There's people out there that are not Christians, that are, in quotation marks, the furthest thing from being a Christian, yet they walk in confidence and authority and because God is a God of principle, they are succeeding. They are smashing it. They are moving at such a rapid pace through their process because they're living this principle. You've got it in you. Let's take the Bible out of this thing for now. Take it out of the equation for now. You have got it in you as a human. You are a great person. You are intellectually capable. You are hardworking. You are disciplined. You are disciplined. It takes a mindset shift. Start believing in yourself and start believing in God's promise for your life. And then things supernaturally accelerate. And I understand that is like CRC's theme for the year. But it's 100% like that. And I'm not just speaking for the sake of speaking and saying, Oh yeah, you know, supernatural acceleration. God has got his hand on your life. I've seen it in my own life. So that's the point that I speak from. And that ties back into the beginning of the episode where I said, I'm not going to speak When I'm not practicing what I preach. But I fully believe in it. I fully believe that God has got his hand on not only my life, but your life as well. So step into God's promise for your life. Step into the boat. Take authority of the situation and calm the storm. And then you'll see a whole new world. All new promises. And you'll see these results coming thick and fast.